Amen. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to the book of John, chapter 16? We're going to begin at verse 5. But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. You know, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to do a complete work. In our individual lives, we need to welcome the Holy Spirit. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to come and complete the work that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to complete. The Lord sent the Holy Spirit, the helper, come to us with a mission, a job to do, an assignment, an undertaking, a calling to fulfill. Just like you and I have a calling, the Holy Spirit received a calling, a mission sent to us to complete that which Jesus has sent the Spirit to complete. See, Jesus Christ knew firsthand how desperately the church needed the Holy Spirit. And Jesus Christ knew firsthand just how desperately believers needed the Holy Spirit. And this need was not just then, but it is now more than ever as the end approaches. We need to open up so completely to the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit can, in fact, complete in us the desire of the Father. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to come into our lives and only complete part of what the Father would design, what the Father desires what Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit to complete. But we can trust the Holy Spirit to do a complete work if we will allow. Verses 5 to 7, But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you asks me where are you going. But because I've said these things to you, 
Sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. In verse 7 in the voice, the Bible reads, The truth is that my departure will be a gift that will serve you well. Because if I don't leave, the great helper will not come to your aid. I mean, listen to the words of Jesus, what he's saying. And the Amplified reads, I'm telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. You see, Jesus knew and he knows today how desperately we all need the Holy Spirit. I wonder if we know. You see, there's no confusion in the Godhead. The Father's not questioning whether or not we need the Holy Spirit or whether or not we need the complete work of the Holy Spirit in our churches, in our lives. Jesus isn't sitting up there wondering if, if he did the right thing, sending the Holy Spirit to complete the work. He knows how desperately, heaven knows how desperately we need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows how desperately we each need Him. For those of us that are saved, those of us that have been filled with the Spirit, those that have, of us that have the Spirit living inside of us, you know, He has an inside view of, of just how desperately each one of us need Him. Need the work that only He can complete, and sometimes we can't see things from the outside, but the Spirit knows. He's come to help and to work in our lives. And I'd encourage us all tonight to get real tight with the Holy Spirit. If we want the complete work of the Spirit in our lives, we have to admit, we have to comply, we have to deny, we have to abide, and we have to confide. Number one tonight, admit. John 16, verses 5 to 11, it reads, But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. You see, the Holy Spirit has come and the Holy Spirit has been active and is active here to convict the world of sin, to convict the world of righteousness, and to convict the world of judgment. And the Amplified Bible reads, and when he comes, he will convict and convince the world and bring demonstration to it about sin and about righteousness, uprightness of heart and right standing with God, about the judgment, about sin, because they do not believe in me, trust and rely on me and adhere to me. 
about righteousness or uprightness of heart and right standing with God because I go to my Father and you will see me no longer about judgment because the ruler, the evil genius, the prince of this world, Satan, is judged and condemned and sentence already is passed upon him. I mean, what an important and vital mission the Holy Spirit is here to complete. The Holy Spirit is at work in the earth today, doing just what Jesus said. And the work has already begun, but in order to make it truly personal, inviting the Holy Spirit to come and complete the work which has begun, we must admit. That is, we must confess that we need the Spirit. We must confess that we are nothing without the Holy Spirit. We must acknowledge the fact that we are sinners. That only God is righteous and we need the righteousness of God. We must acknowledge, we must admit that the ruler of this world, the prince, has already been judged. We're inviting the Spirit into our lives. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 12, 3, no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is at work to bring us into right relationship with Jesus and the Father. But the next step, his work moving from convicting, convincing, to guiding, it hinges on our admitting. And it's here and now that he can bring the next step, that he can begin the next step in his mission to guide us into all truth. So we have to admit, and as he begins guiding us, we have to what? We have to comply. We have to comply with the Holy Spirit. See, if we do not comply with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we will have war. I want to say tonight, don't fight the Holy Spirit. In our own lives, in your life, don't fight the Holy Spirit. Don't live that frustrated life. The Holy Spirit only has good in store for us and good in mind for us. So when the Spirit comes to lead us, when the Spirit comes to direct us, to correct us, whatever it is, why would we not just comply? I mean, we've admitted that we need the Spirit. We've, we've admitted that we need God, that we need Jesus, that we need His life inside of us, that we need help. And the helper has come. Why would we not simply comply? The word comply means to obey, fulfill, observe, conform, submit, meet the terms. Meet the terms of the Holy Spirit. John 16, 13, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. I mean, have you ever tried leading someone that wouldn't follow? Someone that wouldn't comply? Someone that said they needed your help, they came and they admitted they needed your guidance, and yet when you gave them the guidance, when you gave them the help, they wouldn't comply. There's nothing wrong with the help. The help is pure. But they wouldn't follow. 
J.B. Phillips' New Testament, when that one I've spoken to you about comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you into everything that is truth. Why would we not comply with his leading and his guiding? It can't be that we want to be guided into that which is not truth. Number three tonight, deny. If we want the complete work of the Spirit in our lives, we have to deny. And this is actually really quite simple. We are going to have to deny the desires of the flesh. How do we deny the desires of the flesh? It's passions and desires, it's lusts. Well, Galatians 5.16, it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's the kind of life we're to live now. That's what life is to look like. Galatians 5.24, and those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Listen to Romans 8, 13 and 14. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And so we admit we need the Spirit. We comply with the Spirit. And we are denying the flesh. We are denying our own agenda. We're denying the sinful nature of man. So how do we deny the desires of the flesh? Well, we comply, which really does mean we deny because we understand that the Holy Spirit has nothing in store for us but the very best of God. And so we get so locked into the Holy Spirit and his mission And the way we get locked in is number four, we abide. Walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We need to abide in the Spirit. We need to abide with the Spirit. It really means that we dwell in and with the Spirit. This is the kind of close connection we have with the Spirit. We live in and with Him constantly. Galatians 5.16 in the Amplified. But I say walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit. Responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit. Then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh, of human nature without God. And I love how the message reads. It says, my counsel is this. And could we receive the counsel tonight? It says, live freely animated and motivated by God's Spirit, then you won't feed the compulsions of selfishness. For there is a root of sinful self-interest in us that is at odds with the free spirit. Just as the free spirit is incompatible with selfishness, these two ways of life are anti antithetical so that you cannot live at times one way and at other times another way, according to how you feel on any given day. I mean, can we receive that tonight? Why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit and so escape the erratic compulsions of a law-dominated existence? 
And I'd say tonight that if we want the complete work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we have to abide. We can't one day wake up and decide we're going to walk in the Spirit, and the next day wake up and decide we're going to walk according to the flesh and be here, there, and everywhere. We have to decide not to live that kind of life. Number five. Confide. John 14, verses 16 and 17 in the voice. I will ask the Father to send to you another helper, the Spirit of truth, who will remain constantly with you. The world does not recognize the Spirit of truth because it does not know the Spirit and is unable to receive him. But you do know the Spirit. Because he lives with you, and he will dwell in you. And the Passion Translation reads, The Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me. And he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him, but you will know him intimately. Because he will make his home in you and live inside you. You know, we need to confide in the Holy Spirit. We need close, intimate relation with the Holy Spirit. We need intimate friendship. And the word here really speaks of being given over to somebody's care. We need to give ourselves over to the care of the Holy Spirit. Completely given over to the care of the Holy Spirit. That's how we confide in the Holy Spirit. That's how we get locked in intimately. That's how we, we come into close relation. And that's the kind of relationship that Jesus had in mind. But the Holy Spirit wouldn't be distant, but ever close. An intimate relationship. See, if we confide in the Holy Spirit, we will never be let down. If we confide in the Holy Spirit, we are really confiding in the Lord. Psalm 4-5, offer sacrifices of righteousness and confide in Jehovah. Psalm 9-10, and they will know thy name. They that know thy name will confide in thee. For thou, Jehovah, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Psalm 25, verse 2, My God, I confide in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Psalm 37, 3, Confide in Jehovah and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on faithfulness. I want to encourage us tonight to feed on the faithfulness of God, to feed on the faithfulness of the Holy Spirit. Psalm 62, 8, Confide in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is our refuge. As I already said, if we live this kind of relationship, this intimate relationship, where we can bounce things off the Holy Spirit and pour our hearts out, if we live that kind of relationship with the Holy Spirit, we're really living that relationship with God. Now, there is a few verses in the book of Micah that I believe the Lord wants us to hear tonight. 
Micah 7, verses 5 to 7. Do not trust in a friend. Do not put your confidence in a companion. Guard the doors of your mouth from her who lies in your bosom. For son dishonors father, daughter rises against her mother, daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own household. Therefore, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. I want to say tonight that there are those that we can trust and thank the Lord. But can we tonight take these strong words and this wise caution? The ISV reads, don't trust your friends, don't confide in a companion. Watch what you say to your wife. The son disrespects his father. The daughter rebels against her mother. The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's enemies are the people of his own house. But as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God who will deliver me. My God will hear me. And I want to say tonight, the Holy Spirit has come to be our great friend, our true companion, one that we can confide in that will never let us down, one that we can have close and intimate relationship with that will never let us down. Now, there are those in this world we can trust and thank God that is the case. But there is no closer friend, no closer companion than Jesus, and no closer friend and companion than the Holy Spirit. This is an intimate relationship, an intimate personal relationship, and this relationship must come first. We get in tight with the Spirit. We can confide in the Spirit and know that we are safe no matter what it is we are bringing to Him. He's there for us. You know, the Lord's great method of changing us and equipping us and blessing us and advancing us and perfecting us is the Holy Spirit. We know that we have the Word of God. We understand. We have wise counsel. But the Spirit is inside of us to change us. The Spirit is coming to us to lead us on, to take us deeper in our walk with the Lord. You know, if we want God's best for us, we'd be wise to admit and welcome the Holy Spirit and to press on with His mission in our lives. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to do His complete work. And I want to say this tonight, that not just as our comforter, but that He is also our corrector. See, we don't come to the Holy Spirit and say, we just want you to be our comforter, that's nice. But forget all the rest. No, we want the complete work, so not just that He is our comforter, but that He is our corrector. Not just that He is our peace, but that He is our principle. Not just that he is our counselor, but that he is our controller. Not just that he is our friend, but that he is our Lord. You see, we cannot live a life where we just pick and choose with the Holy Spirit and tell him what he can and cannot be to us. That's like picking and choosing with Jesus, saying to Jesus, well, you can be Savior, but you can't be this. 
You can be friend, but you can't be Lord. And so too with the Holy Spirit, we're saying, come and be everything to us. Come and be all that you are. And come and complete the work that only you can complete. Let's have the worship team return tonight. Again, verses 13 to 15 of John 16. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Listen to these words. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. You see, the Holy Spirit comes with the agenda of God Almighty. He comes speaking what he hears. And if we were to ask tonight what the desired result of the Holy Spirit's work really is, the answer would be this, to glorify God. So, the Holy Spirit in our lives is at work, and the desired end result is that God be glorified. Now, how many would say tonight that's the desire of your heart, that God would be glorified? That God would be glorified in, in your life, in all things. And if that's the cry of our heart, then we need to get in real tight with the Spirit. The truth is tonight, whether we admit, comply, deny, abide, confide, or not, God is still glorified. He is glorified even in our rejection. However, we are not. And so I say tonight, let him have his way with us and let us glorify God together. Let's stand.